It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. At the end of the last episode, I gave four major worldviews, atheism, agnosticism, polytheism, and pantheism. I continued today to add to that list to eventually list and describe eight major worldviews. The fifth major worldview is panentheism. Panentheism literally means all is in God, while pantheism similar in sound and spelling, means all is God. The letters E-N in panentheism means the same as the English word spelled I-N. Panentheism is also called by several other names, including process theology, since it views God as a changing being, bipolar theism, since it believes God has two poles, and neoclassical theism, because its God is finite and temporal in contrast to classical theism. All panentheists agree that God has two poles. I'm not sure exactly what pole means. Sounds to me a lot like guru talk. Supposedly, one pole is the physical universe, the actual pole, and viewed as God's body. But there is another pole beyond the actual physical universe that is God's infinite potential pole. Whatever that means, I'm not sure. Some seem to think of this potential pole as the soul of God. It strikes me as a concoction of esoteric ideas just for the sake of sounding mysterious. All panentheists agree that in the actual pole, God is changing, finite, and temporal. And all agree that the potential pole is eternal, infinite, and unchanging. Do you comprehend that? That is as clear to me as mud. That doesn't clarify much, but obfuscates the rest. But it does bring up this question. If in the pantheistic view, God is temporal, then it would appear that God could pass away at any moment. But where does that leave the panentheist? This view of God is a kind of compromise between theism and pantheism. It does not identify God with the physical universe as pantheism does, but neither does it hold that there actually exists an eternal God 
transcended over creation as theism does. In Baker Encyclopedia of Christian Apologetics, Norman Geisler gives a table summarizing the differences between theism and panentheism. In theism, God is creator of everything in the world, sovereign over the world, independent of the world, unchanging, absolutely perfect, and actually infinite. However, in panentheism, God is only a director of the world, working with the world, dependent on the world, also changing, growing more perfect, bipolar, but is finite. Sixth worldview, finite Godism. The view that God is beyond and in the universe, but God is limited and not infinite in his nature and power. Seventh major worldview, deism. God is beyond the universe, but not supernaturally active in it. Deism claims that God is transcendent over the universe like theism, but unlike theism, denies God's present involvement in the world. Deism denies miracles, thus affirming that God has no place for his involvement in the created order. While deism affirms God's transcendence, it denies almost the entire history of the Bible, which is the history of God's active involvement in the world. Many lukewarm or nominal Christians today are, in effect, deists, since they live lives almost totally devoid of genuine prayer, worship, fear of God, and moment-by-moment trust in God. Some deists also agree that God has moral standards and will ultimately hold people accountable on the day of judgment. Deism holds that God is known only through reason and nature and not by revelation. It holds a naturalistic view of the world while insisting that there must be a creator or an originator of the universe. Basically, in deism, God wound up the world like a clock and is passively inactive as it runs down without interacting with it. Deism is not taught by any religion. It is a belief held by individuals like Voltaire and Benjamin Franklin. Some have claimed Thomas Jefferson was a deist, but the historian William Federer says that he has read information that confirmed that Jefferson was a Christian. Eighth major worldview, theism. Actually, this view more specifically refers to monotheism. It advocates only one God and views God as the infinite personal God who created all things and sustains all things, but is distinct from his creation. 
In this view, God miraculously intervenes in the universe from time to time and is transcended over it and yet is involved in creation. The technical term used to speak of God's involvement in creation is the word imminent, meaning remaining in creation. Monotheism is taught by three of the world's major religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. The God depicted in the Bible is no abstract deity removed from and uninterested in his creation as in deism. The Bible is the story of God's involvement with his creation and particularly with the people in it. Job affirms that even the animals and plants depend upon God. Quote, in his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind, found in Job 12, verse 10. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul affirms that God, quotes, gives to all men life and breath and everything, and that in him we live and move and have our being. That's found in Acts 17, verses 25 and 28. God's transcendence and his eminence are both affirmed in the single verse where Paul speaks of one God and Father of us all, who is over all and through all and in all, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. Indeed, in Christ, all things hold together, Colossians 1, 17. And he is continually upholding the universe by his word of power, Hebrews 1, verse 3. The biblical position is clearly distinct from materialism. The default position and philosophy of all atheists and unbelievers today. Materialism believes that everything is matter or reducible to matter. Pantheism, by contrast, holds that all is mind. Theists hold that God created matter, and materialists hold that matter produced mind. Most materialists believe that humans are not immortal. Matter is eternal. There is no creator, and there is no qualitative difference between humans and animals. In the book, Bible Doctrine, Wayne Grudem writes, the biblical account also rules out dualism. This is the view that both God and the material universe have eternally existed side by side. Thus, in dualism, there are two ultimate forces in the universe, God and matter. Dualism indicates an eternal conflict between God and evil aspects of the material universe. It brings up the question, will God ultimately triumph over evil in the universe? According to dualism, we cannot be sure, because both God and evil have apparently always existed side by side. This philosophy denies both God's ultimate lordship over creation 
and that creation comes about because of God's will. It is to be used solely for his purposes, and it is to glorify God. It would also deny that all of the universe was created inherently good, Genesis 1, verse 31, and would encourage people to view material reality as somewhat evil in itself, in contrast with the biblical account of the creation where God made all the creation to be good and that he ruled over it for his own purposes. The Star Wars trilogy exemplifies dualism today in our modern culture. It postulates the existence of a universal force that has both a good and an evil side. There is no concept of one holy and transcendent God who rules over all and will eventually triumph over all. Most New Age religions are dualistic. Of course, Satan is delighted to have people think that there is an evil force in the universe that is ostensibly equal to God himself. For more information about dualism, see page 129 of Bible Doctrine by Wayne Grudem or pages 182 to 184 of the popular Encyclopedia of Apologetics edited by Ed Henson and Argonne Kinnear. The Kalam argument says the universe had a beginning, and the Bible declares God created the universe. So the universe is not eternal. So that fact alone torpedoes both dualism and much of materialism and blows them out of the water. The Kalam argument and my extended argument gives a list of 18 attributes of the first cause of the universe which I said was identical to the God of the Bible, then this list would provide for us a glass slipper, a set of criteria that must be met by any accurate view of God. If we can find the foot that fits these criteria, as Prince Charming did for Cinderella, then we will find a worldview that holds to an accurate view of God. Moreover, any view that denies one or more of these attributes must have a false view or otherwise must account for this discrepancy. Let me then compare eight worldviews in terms of these 18 attributes of God as the glass slipper. First, because atheism corresponds to none of these attributes, we can reject atheism as a valid way to understand God. There is not even a foot to try to put the glass slipper on. Second, agnosticism of any version relative to God does not claim to address any attributes of the glass slipper. Third, polytheism fails to account for several of the 18 attributes. There are many gods and not just a single one god. These are all finite and not infinite, and none of them are necessary. Fourth, pantheism fails because the world as their god was caused. Fifth, panentheism fails because part of their definition of God, the universe, changes 
and was caused. Six, finite godism fails because their god is not infinite and thus not omnipotent. Seventh, deism is the first one among the first seven worldviews that comes closest to fitting the glass slipper. The major problem with deism is that it should require the one thing that it denies, namely miracles, or at least one miracle, anyway, the world itself. The cause of the world was not a natural act. It was caused by the first cause. Eighth, only monotheism satisfies every attribute of the glass slipper. The shoe fits perfectly. So of the eight major worldviews, this is the only one that fulfills every attribute of the 18 in my list of attributes of the glass slipper. However, Islam and Judaism object to the truth of Christianity. Islam, while honoring Jesus as a prophet, denies that he is the Son of God and denies that he died on the cross. They also claim the New Testament has been corrupted. Judaism says Jesus was a false messiah, and they do not accept the New Testament as authentic. While the glass slipper fits Judaism and Islam, they are still false in what they contradict about Jesus and the New Testament. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith, with Joe Mott.